When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the people at Superbook Sports. Download the app today, and they will get you in on all the action. The best odds boost and promo bets are always found at Superbook Sports. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the Intel edge you need to succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators at GaryAshton.com. And TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch, the best way to work out. The best version of you is what they will give you when you get yourself going with TrueMap Fitness and their great workout classes. TrueMapFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So which Vols players could end up in Tennessee? That's the premise of tonight's show. And there's a couple of different players to choose from here. Uh, I think that when you talk about the Tennessee Volunteers and the kind of guys that they are now producing uh, in the NFL drafts, particularly under Josh Heupel, offense is going to be the thing that attracts the most attention. There is at least one defensive player who I think is going to be a really, really uh, good pro uh, pro defensive end when we talk about Byron Young. So with all these different players, when you look at them, Hendon Hooker obviously at the quarterback position, the two wide receivers in Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt, however you want to stack them. You've got Darnell Wright, of course, the right tackle, and then Byron Young on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jeremy Banks, the linebacker, has also come out for the uh, has entered the NFL draft process. Whether he gets drafted or not remains to be seen. It's not a terribly strong off-ball linebacker class, so perhaps uh, Jeremy Banks sneaks his way in as a sixth draft pick. But those are the five guys we for sure know we're going to get drafted from the University of Tennessee. So I think that uh, I think that when you look at the different at these five guys in particular, these five players in particular. They all could be applicable for the Tennessee Titans if you really wanted to drill down on it. But we can talk about this in a couple of different ways. Um, Let's start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. That's where you can respond. Which Vols player would you want the Titans to draft the most and why? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, and we'll talk about it together. And Big Dog says, thank God we passed on Anthony Richardson. I didn't see anything that said you passed on Anthony Richardson. A draft's not for nine days. You haven't passed on shit, as far as I know. Which Vols player would you want the Titans to draft the most? Who would be the Trey Smith, right? Trey Smith obviously had a medical situation that caused him to fall down the draft uh, through the draft process. He ultimately ended up going in the sixth. But Titans fans, even as they understood the medical situation, and I believe it was blood clot related, if memory serves, 
when Trey Smith fell to the sixth round and John Robinson took Brady Breeze, the safety out of Oregon, over him, only for Trey Smith to be drafted, I think, like three picks later by the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs and immediately become their starting, I think he's a right guard. I can't remember if he's a right or left guard. And I know I said Chiefs instead of Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> either way, he plays guard for the Kansas City Chiefs, whether he's a right or a left guard. I can't remember exactly. But, of course, Titans fans were kicking themselves. You guys knew what a stud player Trey Smith was. And you hated to see the Titans pass on him in the draft because you had Nate Davis, but you still needed another guard. And they passed on him anyway, right? So now um, you're looking at a situation and you don't want to see somebody from the University of Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, ending up with the Indianapolis Colts, right? Almost a, uh, a shadow of a Peyton Manning type of scenario. You don't want to see Darnell Wright uh, clearing a path for Damian Pierce and the Houston Texans as one of the top tackle prospects in this draft. And you would hate to see the Jags replace Arden Key, who now plays for the Titans, with Byron Young and getting after the Titans quarterback twice a year for the Jacksonville defense. So these are all guys who are going to be commodities in this year's NFL draft and who I think are applicable uh, for a variety of different needs here with the Titans. But it's your Two Rivers Ford take, and it's always presented by Two Rivers Ford. I was just out at Two Rivers Ford today, as a matter of fact. I was getting my vehicle serviced. Award-winning customer service is what they offer you, along with quality American-made Ford vehicles. Bronco, Explorer, Escape, Mustang, Mach-E, and of course the F-150. So many 2023 model year Fords available right now at the dealership for you to go test drive and take home for yourself. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Draftable Vols prospects, the five of them, which one would you want to see come to the Tennessee Titans? Hooker, says uh, Big Dog, is pretty elite because he beat Bama. Well, I don't think he's elite just because he beat Bama, but he was certainly the most, uh, he was the quarterback of the highest uh, or the big, the most statistically impressive offense in college football this year which was the University of Tennessee. Uh, Darnell Wright says how not to on YouTube. I would take in round two, but I think we should draft a true left tackle uh, play uh, there in the second round. A left tackle would make more sense in the first round how not to, but I understand what you're saying. And Darnell Wright, in fact, has been telling people that he thinks of himself as a left tackle, even though he's clearly a different player, a substantially better player on the right side than he ha- than he is on the left, uh, some of you guys are asking me for stadium updates. I didn't see a stadium update. Uh, Bert, is there anything out there about the stadium? I haven't seen shit about the stadium. I know it had to go through a, a Metro Council vote that was delayed, but um, what do we care about the stadium? It's draft time. The stadium's not happening until 2027. I don't give a shit about the stadium right now. So with, uh, with the Titans and these five players, I think the obvious answer or the the most predictable answer out of all these situations is Hendon Hooker. Now, I don't think that's my answer, but I completely understand why Titans fans who know they need a quarterback this draft cycle are looking at Hendon Hooker and saying, well, why not us? Do you know how to drive a stick shift? Sure, very well. Do you know when you downshift and the yes. engine revs and you don't pop the clutch fast enough? You go to four to three, you got to hit that gas. Yeah, right. Mm. Otherwise, it, otherwise, it totally is revving and you have no commitment. That is what I'm about to do to your take. I'm so sorry. Because do you what just, you got to do, You Jamie. were in four. You were in high gear. It's true. And now I'm I telling the Colts four. to 
trade back. Okay. Sure. <laughs> it's not trade fun. Back. It's not fun. It's not sexy. I understand. But because your team is built with talent right now, I actually do think you can get by for at least half the year, maybe the whole with the quarterback room mm. that you do have. So if they drop back and they amass more options to bolster an already talented roster, I continuously read about a great quarterback and a young man named Hendon Hooker mm. that continues to garner a lot of positive attention coming out of Tennessee. Keep in mind, this man tore his ACL in November. He is not he is not your guy week one. Just know that. But if you have a room that is equipped like the Colts do, then you can go out and get this guy and buy him until the end of this season. Maybe this ain't it this year for the Indianapolis Colts. And that's okay. It hasn't been your year for the last six. I think you could buy one more. Why are we trying to over-rev this engine with the Colts this season and feel rushed about what you have right now when you could go out and get a guy that could easily be your future? Because right now, you're seeing Hendon Hooker go anywhere between 15 and 25 in the mm. first round. And if you want to drop back and get a team like that who's going to overexert and give up some options just for you to make a stronger case year after year after year, go get some offensive and defensive linemen and get your quarterback that I understand it's not fun to know he's not going to be your week mm -hmm. one guy. But if he's your week one guy for the next three years after that, then I think you did right. Mm. So that is good morning football talking about the case for Hendon Hooker, right? And Hendon Hooker, um, Mr. Jones says Peter Schrager has Hendon Hooker going at 11 of the Titans. I've seen a lot of different mocks that have Hendon Hooker going to a lot of different places. Anywhere from five where Mike Tannenbaum, the former NFL general manager, had him mocked with the Seattle Seahawks to uh, late into the uh, 20s with the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. So I think with all that being said, Hendon Hooker is a player who has a lot of uh, has a lot of qualities that would attract you to him if you're a team who's certainly in the market for a quarterback who doesn't need to start right away, right? And that's the Titans. With Ryan Tannehill under contract, it's the same case for Anthony Richardson. It's the same case for Will Levis. And with the developments from yesterday that we talked about, with Adam Schefter telling you that he really doesn't think the Houston Texans are taking a quarterback at two, if C.J. Stroud is also in play for Tennessee, that makes this a much different kind of discussion. Um, I think that with, uh, with all that being said, it's not Hendon Hooker that excites me the most out of these five vols again Hendon Hooker Jalen Hyatt Cedric Tillman Darnell Wright and Byron Young I would love to see the Titans draft Cedric Tillman I think that Cedric Tillman is a borderline first round pick understandably the injuries cost him some time uh in 2022 but he did display the toughness necessary to come back in and try and be a productive player after he had the, I believe they call it the tightrope surgery on a high ankle sprain. So when Cedric Tillman returned after having such a productive 2021, we understand that the system is not the best to evaluate wide receivers, but Cedric Tillman does show the ability to run a more diverse route tree than does Jalen Hyatt. He's prototypical size and speed. He's not terribly like, I wouldn't call him creative, as a ball carrier, like I don't necessarily fear Cedric Tillman in the open field, if you understand my meaning by that. But I think that what he has to offer and in a system like this, I think he makes tremendous amounts of, of uh, sense for the Tennessee Titans to select if they are. I, I don't I wouldn't take him an 11. Right. But I do think he's a borderline first round pick. And I think any team that is looking for a true blue, you know, outside X wide receiver, Cedric Tillman has the best chance and has the productivity, has the tape, 
has the skill set to do just that. I I may like him as well as I like any wide receiver in this class. Jackson's, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin, uh, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. I really, really like the idea of Cedric Tillman. Um, and ultimately, ultimately, I think that's the that's the pick that they would be most likely to make. Now, Darnell Wright, I think, is is purely a right tackle, um, even though he has played left in college. Based on his tape, the tape shows how much better he is on the right side. And sometimes offensive linemen are just like that, even as you know, guys like uh, Orlando Brown started out as a right tackle, switched to left, made it work, got the payday that comes at a higher rate that with left tackle than does right. Perhaps Darnell Wright is setting the stage for that. Um, should he make it to a second contract? But I do think that Cedric Tillman is the prospect that makes the most sense for the Titans out of the University of Tennessee. Uh, a to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Superbook will get you in on all the action, whether it's postseason basketball or in the NHL, like we've got the Knicks and the Cavs. Cavs blowing out the Knicks right now in the fourth quarter in Cleveland. Regardless of what you're betting, Superbook always has the best odds, boost, and promo bets for you to get in on the action. It's the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, you get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. So don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So with all that being said, I like Cedric Tillman a lot for the Tennessee Titans. And I think that those of you guys who would be making an argument for Hyatt, that's the question that we asked you guys. Um, which of the Tennessee prospects makes the most sense? David Gibbs says Tillman is AJ 2.0. I I'm not calling anybody A.J. Brown 2.0. I don't think that's fair to Cedric Tillman. Uh, frankly, I think it's disrespectful to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a top three wide receiver in football right now. Do not say that Cedric Tillman is A.J. Brown 2.0. He's simply not. He is big. He is fast. A.J. with the ball in his hands is special. A.J. is an elite wide receiver. A.J. was not that in college, so I understand why you might look at Cedric Tillman and say, does he have the potential to be the best of these wide receivers in this draft class? I'm inclined to agree with you there, David, but I think it's absolutely asinine and nonsensical to compare anybody to A.J. Brown. It's like calling somebody the next Jamar Chase, the next Justin Jefferson. Of course, that's nonsense. Those guys are those guys are once-in-a-generation type players. Um, and typically, I don't like when people say that with draft prospects, but these aren't prospects anymore. These are proven NFL commodities. Um, so I'm not interested. Uh, I'm not interested in AJ Brown comparisons. David is arguing that it is fair. I'm saying when AJ got drafted, um, okay, fine. Uh, if you want to, if you want to make it that specific, but you know what you're implying when you say, uh, AJ 2.0, you assume, or you, you offer the assumption that he is going to become AJ Brown 2.0, which again, of course is ludicrous. If Cedric Tillman has a, a, tenth of the success that A.J. Brown projects to have in his career, then it will be an incredibly successful career for Cedric Tillman. But A.J. Brown is somebody who I look at as like 
the the wide receiver that the next you know we, we the next Julio the next OBJ the next I mean Michael Thomas was this for a period of time Mike Evans like these are guys that don't appear very often so I'm really not interested <laughs> in the comparisons to guys like AJ I'm I'm, re- I'm frankly not interested in player comparisons. I think that that does a great disservice. And the more time that I spend around football people, the more I understand why they hate them. Um, So I think Cedric Tillman makes the most sense. I can make a case for all five of them. I really don't think that uh, Darnell Wright, uh, Darnell Wright probably makes the least sense out of all of them. Corey D. Jackson says, I personally like Mingo out of Ole Miss better than Tillman. I don't like him better, but I like those two. Those are, if you ask me which are my two favorite Wide receiver prospects in this draft, I would say Tillman and, and Mingo. I would. Um, I, and it's not just because, you know, it's a little bit of an A.J. Brown thirst trap because I mean, if you want to talk about guys who are A.J. Brown 2.0, physically, Jonathan Mingo is that. Now, I don't think he's special like A.J. was special, but he'll have the opportunity to do so, to prove that, um, to prove that into, uh, into, you know, his NFL career. Hot Doobie, I love that name, says more like uh, A to Z, more like A to J with how many freaking times his name gets into our shows. Good Lord. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, I can't help that you guys like talking about him. It's not, it's not. And by the way, I'm not going to act like I don't like talking about him because I like talking about him because it does well when we talk about him. So, um, you know. My reasons are purely selfish. I've never lied to you guys about the reasons we talk about the things that we talk about is because football is the thing. Quarterbacks, uh, you know, wide receivers, sex appeal. Those are the kind of things that gets the most attention. Those are the kind of things that you guys like to talk the most. So I understand why uh, some of you get tired of the AJ stuff, but like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I can't help that you guys still talk about him too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right. So with that being said, let's talk about the most polarizing. Um, let's talk about the most polarizing prospect in this draft class. Now, there is uh for those of you who did ask about Titan Stadium stuff, Nat- Nashville Metro Council meeting tonight. Um, the stadium bill is getting a second reading. Paul Kaharski has added some context to this because I was not familiar with the idea of a second reading. Second reading is the one that was deferred from April 4th. Needs 21 of 40 votes. Second reading is often considered the most important as it's the last chance for amendments. Third reading is scheduled for a special meeting on April 25th. That is more procedural and will be the final approval. So this is not the final approval, but this is an important one for the opportunity to add amendments to the stadium bill for those of you who were asking earlier. Okay, so it's just another just another sit-down meeting. It's nothing... I mean, it is consequential because it's a part of the process and, and the process is moving forward with the second reading, but it's nothing more concrete than things like potential amendments to the bill at this point for those of you guys who were asking earlier. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on and talk about who we think is the most polarizing prospect in this entire NFL draft. There's a lot of different players that get brought up as polarizing and every year there's one that, carries that stigma more than any other i'd be curious to know what you guys think or who you guys think is the most polarizing prospect of any position group from any uh program in this nfl draft we'll talk about it together right after i remind you that the primetime show is presented 
by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Intel is what the Ashton team provides to you, the intel to succeed. Whether you are selling your home or buying your dream address without the stress, the Ashton team will put you in position to succeed. You can sell your home without any stagings or showings. You can sell your home while you find your next one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, and you can cash in on your home equity and win the buyer battle right now. GaryAshton.com for the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and this streaming show, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the team that your favorite teams trust. All right, uh, Jacob Ray says, in as far as polarizing draft prospects go, he says he's rooting for another gas mask bong scenario demonstrating lung capacity. Yes, um, I don't know how the gas mask bong scenario would be handled today in today's environment. That was, what was Tunsil? Tunsil was 2018, I want to say. And I can't, I mean, it's only been five years. I can't imagine the stigma around pot has changed that drastically in five years but maybe it has i mean there's a lot more states that are legalizing it uh you know places like you know areas of tennessee that have decriminalized it the nfl is certainly less uh, opposed to marijuana usage now that it's uh available and i think it's legal in some form or fashion in 33 of the 50 states last i saw the uh the uh voting on it so um I would love another gas mask scenario. I don't know that it would necessarily tank a prospect like it did with Laramie Tunsil. Now, Laramie Tunsil was also a shit show because um, he had leaked text messages from his dad and Hugh Freeze about improper benefits. There was all kinds of other stuff that happened. It was like he was getting hacked in real time on a nationally televised and nationally broadcast stage. That was a wild NFL draft situation. But what is the uh, what is the uh, most polarizing discussion in this year's draft around a player? Uh, Producer Robert says it's the Jalen Carter situation this year. Oh, well, that's different. There's a difference between, you know, uh, smoking weed out of a gas mask and and fleeing the scene of a crime that saw two lives lost. I think that is uh, I think that that is a substantially bigger red flag but i guess that's kind of i mean not that these scenarios are created equal but you could argue that like tunsil's gas mask i don't think uh, jeff is not a fair one to put in there with the uh with the video of him um uh in a domestic uh situ in a de- domestic violence situation from high school, I don't think that's the thing because that's not really what caused Jeff to drop. What really caused Jeff to drop was the ACL tear in February. So I don't think that's – so there's always something like that that causes a prospect to drop, I guess, is the larger point. But um, I don't know. The The Jalen Carter thing seems significantly more uh, detrimental than Laramie Tunsil's situation. But teams did not handle – Laramie Tunsil situation very well. We were talking about him as the first overall pick. The, that was the year that the Titans had it. They traded it and ultimately got Jack Conklin. I think they traded back and then they traded back up to eighth overall to get Conklin that year. Um, the most polarizing player in this year's draft class, though, you knew it was going to be a quarterback. 
and that's just the way that these things go. But the amount of polarization around Will Levis has kind of been crazy. The big knock on him that everyone has said is you don't like his decision-making. Um, I understand that, but like, I think a lot of decision-making was circumstantial. Can he move? Uh, we're down. Can he move? Yeah, but he was hurt this year. Like, if you go back to 2021, he moved way better than, than he did in 2022. Here, here's my note. No, I, I see you getting, like, d- putting your head down. This is what I, like, you have a really talented young player, right? He's 22 or 23 years old. And everyone says he's got a tremendous work ethic. So then why do we really think that a guy that's really talented and has a really good work ethic all of a sudden can't play? Like that that his 2021 performance, there's this individual drop-off to 2022? Or are there variables like, hey man, they stunk on the offensive line, his offensive coordinator left. There's not I don't I would bet there's not a single skill position player on that offense that's gonna play in the NFL, and he was hurt. Yeah, you're right. And he's jock, so you know he's a hard worker. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he's very disciplined, you can tell that. He's very yeah. yoked up, so he works hard. It's not easy to get there. I'm cool with whoever, but it sounds like CJ Stroud might be available for. And that's okay with me as well. So that's Dan Orlovsky of ESPN talking about Will Levis. Levis, I think, is a polarizing player. I don't know that he's more polarizing than Anthony Richardson, but Certainly, people have had harsher opinions on Levis than they have on Richardson. Now, I think uh, I think that the uh, you know I think that the situation with Richardson, you understand why teams are willing willing to risk it more than with Levis. But I I do agree with Dan. I just I can see a scenario where Will Levis becomes a very productive NFL player. I can also see a scenario well where Anthony Richardson becomes a very productive NFL player. I can see a scenario where they both become busts. Like it's just <clears throat> it's geographically dependent, excuse me. And it depends on the support system that they have on a staff, the support system that they have on a roster. All these things matter. Where they land matters almost as much as what they can do at this point. And you see that play out each and every year um where uh levis is the most pole riding prospect says mr jones i mean i don't get how i don't think the only people that are pole riding will levis are mel kuyper and lance Zerline. those are the only two people on a regular basis who have been caping up for levis that way now orlovsky i mean is giving you factual reasons why he thinks he can succeed as a pro he's not guaranteeing you anything um not a Titans podcast using Colts media coverage. Well, first, this isn't there's all of that is wrong. This is not a Titans podcast. This is a streaming local sports talk show that does Tennessee Titans coverage because I'm a Tennessee Titans reporter. That's not a Colts media outlet. That's a nationally streamed, televised, and simulcast radio show that is hosted by a former Colts punter. So that entire statement is factually inaccurate. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Um, the uh, <laughs> B French says this is all CIA NFL draft disinformation. Probably, probably right. All this stuff could be bullshit, right? That's but you know we're going to do this every year, and it's never going to change. It's not like you get more information about the NFL draft. So until then, this is the way that we're going to talk about the draft. Let's move on and uh, wrap things up with a gone viral video. The best thing that I saw on the internet 
this week uh, from a uh, from an from the radio show from producer Robert, who is of course hiding in the shadows, uh, as he is wont to do. The question that I would like to ask you around this, as our end of show topic, do you eat gas station food? Simple as that. Yes or no. You want to do fair or foul? You can do it. Uh, let me know. Do you eat gas station food? Have you ever, would you ever, do you get desperate enough? Are there emergency situations where it's acceptable? Do you think that it's completely normal to go in a gas station, get your breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Whatever the case may be, do you eat gas station food is the question. You should not be eating gas station food. You should be going to TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch to get your workout started. The best workout plan, the best workout programs, the best coaching staff to put you in a position to succeed. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident and for all their membership options. So this was brought up today because producer Robert and myself, excuse me, <coughs> a little bit of a throat tickle there. Producer uh, Robert and myself had a weekend. And in the midst of this weekend, a gas station corn dog was consumed. This is why I bring this to your attention. Fair or foul gas station food. Uh, they come in the boxes when you ship something. Yeah. It's like these caramel puffs. He has uh, these seaweed snacks that, while they are good, they are good. There's only like five in a pack. I could eat that entire pack in one sitting. He has nothing that's filling. I asked him this weekend. We had been out. All day, I was starving. I was like, can I have something to eat? And he tosses me this protein bar that hit me like a brick. It was shaped like a dog turd. <laughs> can I have something to eat? I would, what, are you, you're, what, what are you asking him for? Like, you're, like, is he taking you on a walk? Make like, me a sandwich or something. What do you he, have in your house? He I just, need- he's so <laughs> demanding. Like, this is why, this is why we can't spend this much time together at work, but also outside of work is because Bert and I basically spent an entire day together and he didn't, he wasn't satisfied with the protein bar that I gave him, which is about <laughs> probably 250 Don't calories. Don't tell this part. So then, no. Don't no, tell this Believe part. you, you <laughs> took food out of my home and decided decided to make it your bring to work lunch. Come on. Bleep you. This man ate a, a 250 calorie protein bar. Then we went to the gas station to stop for gas before our next stop. <laughs> Gas station corn dog. I'm telling you, I'm telling you in three seconds. Wait, I wasn't allowed to get in your car with it, apparently. Hell no, you're not getting in my car with a gas station corn dog. Do not bring that in my vehicle, as I think was what your statement was. I was also humbled. No, I didn't even have to say anything to him. I just looked at him and looked at the corn dog, and he knew to stand outside the car. And then you you looked away, you looked at your car, unlocked it, looked back, and he's just holding the stick because the corn dog is gone. And so that we are on our way to dinner. That's the thing. We are on our way to dinner, and he has to have a a pre-dinner corn dog. (laughs) I was starving. I had not eaten all day. You take me to these events, and you prance me around like your blue ribbon dog, and I need something to eat. Throwing protein bars at him. Here, eat eat this. (laughs) Get your ass on the screen right now, Bert. Get your ass on the screen right now. Don't say, don't, don't. Oh. (laughs) I, I. Love this so much. All right. Bird is being a coward behind the scenes. He refuses to emerge from the shadows. This insubordination will not be tolerated and will be dealt with uh, in a manner of my choosing at a later date. But gas station core dogs, fair or foul? Gas station food in general? No. Never, ever, under any circumstances? No. 
Not even the stuff that's in packages. Not even the stuff that comes from brand names. None of it. None of that is safe. Nothing at a gas station appeals to my uh, appeals to me. I get road trip snacks. Don't care. Pack a cooler. Like there's nothing in a gas station. I've never had a good experience inside a gas station. None of it. Never, ever, ever. I'd rather pee outside than pee in a gas station. There is nothing appealing about the inside of a gas station, much less a corn dog that you use to pregame dinner with. See, I can savage you all I want, Bert, if you won't come to the microphone. Uh, Puka says, Bert probably nude. He is na- he is entirely naked. That is correct. In fact, it's uh, in fact, for some reason, he's been standing up the entire show, so I've just been staring at his naked mole rat uh, <laughs> body <laughs> this entire time. Uh, it's been quite distracting. Um, you know, B French needed a bonk earlier. Perhaps that's what got B French popping off in the comments. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a whole nudist colony behind the scenes of the, of the primetime streaming show. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. Appreciate you guys spending your time here with us radio show tomorrow for more Bert and Lucas and, uh, shenanigans with yours truly 10 to one on one Oh four, five, the zone. If we don't catch you there, uh, we will see you tomorrow night on the primetime show. Have a great rest of your night. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it then. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.